Tonight's episode is brought to you from the parking lot of Clubhouse Bar and Grill. Put it in park, don't drink and drive, and enjoy the show. Mr. Franklin isn't here, but how about two Mr. Lincolns and a mystery bag? Maybe it's good, maybe it's not. So this is going to be kind of a mixed bag, mystery bag episode of content. We have kind of a gap in our reviews. We're still sort of figuring out the format of what we want this podcast to be, uh, how we want it to run. So that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. And the biggest thing is, like, make sure you're, like, if you follow us on Facebook and if you actually listen to it, like, give us some feedback. What do you want to hear? Like, what is entertaining? Do you like the movie reviews? We also have like other ideas of like tournaments or this character versus that character, right. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, if you are one of our listeners and you have some constructive criticism, by all means, please let us know. Like the whole like this pod sucks is kind of you know I, I feel you. It probably does, but it, it doesn't really help us get better uh, unless you tell us why it sucks and how we can make it better, or at least why you think that's the case. But we do have, like, repeat listeners. Uh, I don't know anybody from Ohio. No, shout out Ohio. There's two listeners, uh, apparently. And I don't know how exactly this tracking works, but Ohio, I mean, welcome. Yeah, we, we saw a few New Yorks, and, a, and a, I saw somebody from Washington. But Ohio, there is five people from Ohio that watched or listened to The Soul Eater, and then two that subsequently listened to... Uh, episode two and three. So thank you for that. No, it's been great. You know, this is still a very new thing, at least for us. Obviously, podcasts have now been around for a while. And, you know, it's kind of what happens when you reach your mid-30s and you're two white dudes. You're like, hey, what else What else but start a podcast? So this is kind of our endeavor. And it's, it's mostly just fun for us. And we want to like, but we do want to like do the best we can and try to build an audience if we if we're able to so like i said this one is not going to be any kind of strict review we're just going to kind of you know keep it moving talk about things that we've been watching things that we've been doing things that are on our mind and i guess just to kind of get the ball rolling i don't know if i want to begin on the somber note but the rapper dmx is apparently has apparently suffered a heart attack following a drug overdose and he's in the hospital and by all accounts he's kind of in a vegetative state that's the word his rep has used so he hasn't passed officially but by all accounts it seems like it's heading that way and he was someone that we both listened to quite a lot growing up I don't know how you feel about all this oh I mean I loved DMX growing up listened to a lot of his music the where he really entered my life was Cradle of the Grave. Uh, loved that movie. Like, it was so bad, but it was really good. But more than that, loved that soundtrack. That soundtrack was one of my favorite soundtracks, favorite albums growing up. I remember getting it in eighth grade from a guy that uh, I don't even talk to anymore, but Jack Ha. He gave me that album. I burned it. I listened to it nonstop. That's where I got songs like... Go to sleep. Uh, go to sleep. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the classic one. Yeah, go to that's sleep. Uh, I introduced you to that one. No. Yeah, yeah. I definitely that was kind of one of our early bonding experiences because I had seen Cradle to the Grave. I just I didn't really recall that well. I mean, we were pretty young at the time, and when we were first hanging out, 
you started playing this song, and I'm like, this is fucking hard, man. And that's kind of what DMX did better than anyone was like the angry rapper, like just the most angry, pissed off guy in the room. But he did it so well. And yes, his some of his stuff is problematic, uh, especially by modern terms. But at the same time, I mean, I can't say I, I didn't enjoy listening to it all through high school and even to present day. Yeah, I mean, the thing about him is like he's obviously had an up and down path his whole life. Um, always been in the news, not usually for anything good. But uh, but his music was that uh, when I was in a bad mood, bam, I was right. listening to DMX. It just got me. It made me more angry. Nothing makes you want to fight a motherfucker more than like a DMX song playing in the right. background. Like, I mean, that's that's what it was all about. Luckily, a few years ago, we actually got to see him live. Yeah, we did. We went and saw him down at the Chaffetz. I mean, he was. this was maybe a couple years ago, so he was already in his mid-40s. Uh, but it was fun, and I'm glad we got out to see him when we had the chance. I, he, missed, he missed some bangers, but it was good. I was glad to see it. The biggest thing is it turned into like a sermon by the end, more than anything. He was a very... I, I hesitate to say religious person. I mean, he was a very spiritual person. Like he, especially later in life, fancied himself kind of like with that pastor mentality. And I think he leaned in harder and harder to that as he got older. I remember as a kid, I was hanging out with this guy we went to school with, George. And I mean, I must have been about 11 or 12. And the movie Exit Wounds came out which was another DMX movie, but this one was with Stephen Seagal. You mentioned Cradle to the Grave. Uh, this was very similar, except instead of uh, Jet Li, it was Stephen Seagal. And, and uh, I I wasn't allowed to go. My parents wouldn't let me go see Exit Wounds with George. Oh. I remember George asking, had to ask my dad. It was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life, so much so that I remember it to this day. Oh, like it's like it's it left its imprint where he asked like uh mr worthman can uh nick come see exit wounds with us and my dad was like what's exit wounds i mean this is before the internet right but even so he was just like what like no i'm like god, god damn it dad like you're making me look real and cool right now so Moving on, we've both been watching Winter Soldier recently, and this isn't going to turn into a Winter Soldier pod by any means, but we're just kind of giving an update. So far, there's been three episodes, and despite my haterism, uh, like, I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, so the first episode hit, and I was kind of bored. I was immediately like, eh, whatever. The action was fine, but second episode, I, like, kind of sat down, and I was like, oh, well, okay, okay, and then I just finished uh, the third episode before we sat down. It's a lot of fun, and I'm I'm zoned in. Yeah, I'm all in on it. Uh, I've been, I definitely have some issues with it, but most of it, again, is just like me being like particular and not liking certain, you know, choices. But like honestly, like that's that's not up to me. Uh, I just I'm still not sold on like the motivation of the characters for like why they're doing what they're doing, whether it's the good guys or the bad guys. Like I guess the terrorists are just being terrorists because they miss the way it was when half the population was gone. And then the good guys just feel this sense of obligation for why they're doing what they're doing. I just feel like it's been a bit of a missed opportunity because like you could have built on the sort of PTSD like soldier mentality of like the reason why they're continuing to be heroes is because that's all they know and like that's what that's what they are at this point well yeah i mean and me like i'm not typically an anthony mackie fan he never really was but he's not a bad actor i just never was a big fan of his but him and sebastian stan have 
incredible chemistry. They really do. They've sort of taken from the old, like, Lethal Weapon, uh, Midnight Run, you know, this kind of, like, two not really compatible people playing off each other uh, trope. And it's it's working for them. I don't know. They really, they, they do have chemistry, and that's the reason why the show works. And it's weird because, it's like, it, it doesn't seem like they should have chem- chemistry, but, like, whenever they're on screen, words don't even need to exchange, and I'm entertained. Yeah. Like, they'll just do the staring thing, and I'm like, this is funny. And, and it feels like, it just feels right. I never gave either a lot of credit. Um, they always seemed kind of like secondary characters. And um, you mentioned earlier that you're like, you've made a you've made a turn on Daniel Bruhl, who plays uh, Zemo, who's like, we're not too sure what his deal is. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? But I've been on his corner for a while. So, yeah, I was never a fan. I'll tell you why. Classic Alex. Yeah. Uh, hated his face. Okay, he does have a like, kind of rat um, man. face. Yeah. But no, I mean, I remember watching stuff like Cloverfield Paradox and stuff like that, mm. and I'm like, eh. I'll tell you what movie turned me around on him, Rush, with Chris Hemsworth. That movie was really good, really entertaining, so if you're if you're bored on a Friday night, just you know, pop that on. That was really fun, but he was really, really good in it. It was the same thing. The only person that's made this much of a turnaround, because I just, I just hated David Brohl, Christian Bale, I used to hate him until I saw The Fighter. And now I go back and watch everything that I thought I hated him in. And I, I love him. Like, one of my favorite actors now. Kind of the same thing with David Brawl. I'm going back. I'm like, no, nah, man, he's a fucking good actor. So I've, like, and this is going to sound fucking whatever, but, like, I'm holding on to my, like, early investment on Brawl. Like, I've been in from, like, ground floor. And the reason why is not because I, I'm, ugh, I'm some sort of connoisseur of film. I took German in high school and middle school. Mm. And we actually watched, every once in a while when the teacher didn't want to fucking deal with us or whatever, they'd pop on some German movie. And two of them that we watched were movies that he was, like, an actor in, and it was in German. One was called um, The Educators, very good film. And the other one was called Goodbye Lenin. And he's kind of now, like, the go-to German yeah. actor in these things. Like, if you need someone who's, you know, from Sweden, or not Sweden, from Switzerland, Austria, Germany, like, anything like that, like, Daniel Brühl's the guy to go to. No, I, I am too. Um, yeah, the the show's not without its faults, but it's definitely entertaining, and the action's solid too. Yeah. So, like I said, my biggest complaint in the first episode was they they put in a lot of unearned action that it was just like, eh, okay. Can we talk about how the fuck Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell had the ugliest fucking kid? Yeah, you really don't like this guy's face. Dude, do you see Wyatt Russell's face? Wyatt, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, no, he looks goofy as fuck, especially with, like, the Captain America it's mask It's mainly on. with the mask. Honestly, like, it's whatever without... He's fine without the mask. It's the mask just, like, it jets out the chin. Like six inches further. That chin is, there's a lot. It's like the Jay Leno chin. There's yeah. a lot going on. It's there. just not made for that mask. But to his credit, I mean, he has a punchable face and you're, you want to punch him in the show. Like, that's true. That's, he's doing his job. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. I mean, I just kind of find it interesting that, like, there's a real missed opportunity here to, like, uh, and I, I hesitate to even say this because it's such a hot button issue right now, but, like, there's a lot of, like, race card that could be played in this. And there's these, two guys, one of which is from the 30s, and I brought this up to you earlier, and frankly, I don't even know if this will make it in the final cut of the pod, <laughs> but hey, I will not be censored, at least in the original recording. Bucky Barnes should be more racist than he is in this show. And you know, here's the thing. I think Falcon doesn't like him more than he doesn't like Falcon, which is, yeah, like you Which said, is fine. Like, I don't mind that. I just feel like, you know, it's such a thing going on right now that 
if handled correctly, I think could be done really well. Like he comes around. And I don't he think learns. Disney wants to touch it. I, of course they don't. Like that's I, it. Like you know, I, just... I don't blame them. I, I get the people that say it's a superhero movie. Keep politics out of it. Stick to superheroes or whatever. Oh, no, but they, like, here's the thing: they don't do that anyway. Right. Like everything's politics. They like, hint at it. It's like you know, there's the scene where like the police are questioning Falcon and stuff. It's like they kind of like almost go there, but then not quite. Right. And like you could even like push it one step further. Like I don't know where the series is going. Like is this like an alt right Captain America that's going to come out at some point? Like obviously the turn has to come in eventually, right? Right. No, a hundred percent. Anyway, again, we're not gonna. I, I don't want to turn this into like a long thing. We'll catch up maybe at the end of the season, and we'll do a yeah, retrospective. We'll, yeah, we'll touch base. The last thing I have on my agenda here in my notes is, and perhaps the least surprising news. Do you remember the Catch Me Outside girl? Yeah, yeah, Danielle Brigelli. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say yes. I have no idea. Yeah, but Danielle Brigelli. She is on OnlyFans now. Stop. Set it. the record for like most like followers on OnlyFans in one day. She just turned 18. I was going to say, she must have just turned 18. And you know what? This is something that they, like, this was called, like, way early on. Like, of course. You know, I mean, when they came out, so they had the first episode of Dr. Phil, and they had to catch me outside, whatever, whatever. Which like, was a big thing, and that's forever ago. How young was that girl? She was 14, 15. All right. Man. So anyway, then they had, like, the second episode where then it was, like, this second episode was obviously, like, Dr. Phil was like, hey, we're cashing in. Come back on and be as ridiculous as you want. Yeah. I mean, she, like, this is, like I said, like, this was the natural progression. I didn't know she was a rapper now. Apparently she is. Yes, she's a rapper now. Uh, Uh, I don't, so here's the thing. Like, she's just trying to cash in on whatever money she can. And you get your money. Like, hell, if I was Danielle Brigelli, man, give me some money. But so here's what happened. She started becoming a quote-unquote rapper, and I'm using air quotes, she started making, like, you know, songs or whatever, and they're all crappy. Also, so, like, if you have Snapchat, you know how, like, you slide over. I'm not talking to you because, obviously, you don't have Snapchat. But if you have Snapchat, you know, you slide over, and it gives you, like, suggested stories of, like, whether it's Antonio Brown or whatever. Uh, she's got, like, a lot. She's always pops up there. So she's a big randomly. snapper. Like, people will be sponsored to have Snapchat stories or whatever. And hers are always just selling, like, AirPods or something like that. And she's like, oh, so she's oh like a straight man, up I love these, like, AirPods. And it's funny, like, if you watch these stories, like, most of them are pretty, like, you can't even tell that they're selling something. They look like they're genuinely like, dude, I just got these AirPods today, and that's great. And, like, it seems so whatever and, like, normal. Hers are, like, literally one of those shitty 90s infomercials. Like, I just got these AirPods, and oh my god, like, they are so great, and, like, she's just sales pitching, so she's just cashing in on whatever dollars she can, uh, so the OnlyFans doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. So, I'm just, I feel like such a fucking dinosaur when it comes to a lot of these, like, online trends. I'm familiar with OnlyFans, and stop me when I'm wrong about this, so it's, it's like a exclusive quote, like, again, not really exclusive because anyone who has a couple bucks, I guess, can be part of this group. Kind of like titty pick thing site. Like, is that what this is? Like, oh, you follow this person, so, you throw some money at them, and then like you get exclusive 
quote unquote content. Yeah, and so, enough air quotes in this episode. <laughs> but is that the idea? So that like so you feel special okay. because you're like a part of this select group of ass photos or so I've brought up the fact like we'll have people like come through and their whole like checking account I work at a bank. Their whole checking account will be like OnlyFans all the way down. And you'll be like, oh wow. Okay. So the biggest reason I'll never subscribe to an OnlyFans is this. Why am I going to pay, you know, set amount of dollars to get titty pics or badge pics when I can just type in to Google whatever I want to see for free? And so I brought this up to the girl I work with and she's like, no, OnlyFans is great because they, these girls that are, are making money off this are their own. Yeah, it's the girl boss mentality. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they own their rights, yeah. their own things. So they to can their body. Like, Right, exactly. So where someone, and she brings up, the biggest example she brings up is Mia Khalifa, who, you know, obviously signed early. She signed contracts or whatever. There's, you know, so much porn of her all over the place. Yes, there is. And she's not seeing any residuals on any of that now. Mm. And I won't dive into that. Like, I'm not getting into the politics of it. But, we'll do that next episode. But um, from what I understand, there's a big push for OnlyFans because now they own all their rights. They can put out and make money off of whatever they're sending out. So from what I understand, that that's the, the benefit to OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, look, if I was a six and a half with giant tits, I would have paid off my student debt by now. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. No like, doubt about it. Like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, you you do y'all. Like, I, if I could get away with this, I would be on board immediately. And I'm not saying I I'll I'd never be lonely enough that I. And this is not shaming people that are on OnlyFans or whatever, but it, it is a little bit uh, that I would pay for these sort of specialized videos and whatnot. It's just like if I thought it was like I was the only one getting it, I get the appeal in a way. It's like, oh, this is a sort of secret thing. Like, I, you know, I'm only sending this to, like, certain people, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you send it to more than just me, like, you know, this it sort of diminishes the value of your admittedly good-looking body. I mean, don't get me wrong. And, and, and I'm, you know, like I said, do y'all. Right. No, I mean, you do you, boo. But I'm just, like you said, man, if I could, if I could shake my ass on oh, uh, OnlyFans. I and... have no fucking shame. Don't get, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all in. Like, I. I think it's great. Entrepreneurs, you know. This podcast is our OnlyFans. We're just yes. trying to get it off the ground here. Right. If you want to see some skin, let us know. <laughs> I, I'm going to say you probably don't. Like, you probably haven't actually seen a picture of either of us. Nick's hairy as hell. I'm just saying. Man, my fucking asshole is like Chewbacca, <laughs> is all I'm going to say. Like, uh, we, we're a good match. Alex has absolutely no hair, and I, I stole all of his, apparently, on my own body. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, hey, get us OnlyFans. Like, we'll we'll get a subscription service in no time. Anything else you got before we wrap up? This is just going to be, like I said, a quick little shout-out soundbite. We appreciate everyone who's listening. Um, yeah, the biggest thing is, uh, if you are following us, you know, all you from Ohio or New York, if you're listening to this, like us on Facebook, The Car Bar Podcast. Um, and if, if you're even if you're fucking weird shit, like, I get it, like, don't be afraid to like our stuff and send us some messages about, you know, how you heard about the pod or why you like it or anything else or why you don't like it. Like, frankly, this is just us hanging out, having a good time. We're going to do some more reviews. That's kind of the nature of what we've done so far. But 
we don't want to limit ourselves to just that. So if you're like, hey, we prefer you just sort of shooting the shit, by all means. I mean, we can. that's way less work for us. We can do that any time of day. And if you have any recommendations on what you want us to review, what we're more than happy to watch whatever and and oh yeah we'll give you some thoughts yeah i mean yeah it's all good i know there's a million pods like this but we're glad you listened to this one so thanks for tuning in